Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey, Money Movers, welcome back to Money Moves, the daily podcast determined to give you the keys to the kingdom of financial stability, wealth, and abundance. Blockchain technology and its application to Web3 are a new technological frontier, and we want to make sure the Money Moves audience is in the know. So welcome to Crypto School. And on today's episode of Crypto School, we're going to do a deep dive into NFTs with our resident Crypto School expert, Alon Halprin. Hi, Alon. Welcome back to the podcast. Hey, Tanya. Thanks for having me again. I'm so excited because I love talking about NFTs, NFTs, NFTs all day, all long. Um, And this is something I'm really passionate about. And I'm really passionate about sharing this with the Money Moves audience. So let's get started and we'll dive right into what is an NFT. Absolutely. Yeah. So NFTs stand for non-fungible tokens. And what the heck does that even mean? So there's this concept of fungible and non-fungible. You can think of things as fungible that are interchangeable. One is the same exact as the other. So mm-hmm. if I have a dollar, right, a U.S. dollar right here, and I give it to you, and then I take your dollar, like it's no difference to either of us. It doesn't make a difference at all. They both get us a bagel at the corner store. That's it. You know, it's yeah. the same exact dollar. But if I trade you the piece of artwork hanging in my bedroom for your piece of artwork hanging in your bedroom, those are very different. Those are fungible. Those are non-fungible. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Those are non-fungible, right? So those things, one isn't the same as the other. 
So hopefully that makes a little bit more sense. No, it does. It does. And because, you know, it's like this buzzword where I'm like, okay, but why is this relevant? And so I almost compare it to, you know, it's funny in the crypto world, we're talking about Bitcoin on previous episodes. We talked about NFTs. So in this example that you gave, like a Bitcoin in and of itself is actually fungible, right? It's the same Bitcoin. Um, You know, the value of it changes, but it's the same Bitcoin. If if Bitcoin was actually a real life piece, like like a dollar bill, I could give you this Bitcoin um, and it would be the same thing everywhere in the world, correct? Correct. That's absolutely correct. Bitcoin is a fungible token. Okay. So now as we try to understand this craze of NFTs, and we'd had um, on previous episodes, you guys check it out. We had a young gentleman. I think the story was really interesting and I'll tell it because it gives a little bit of color to why I think NFTs are so important. But he was from Atlanta, a young black artist, and he did a lot of street painting. Um, So people would follow his street art, his graffiti art, etc. And about a year ago, when NFTs were really taking off, he decided to do an online NFT project. So Artlana was his name and he created a project with 10,000 unique dumb alien images. The project is called Dumb Aliens. Make sure you check it out on OpenSea. But this was revolutionary for him because all of a sudden now he created these unique pieces of art that were sort of trading as an asset on OpenSea. And this is where I think a lot of the discussion around what are NFTs and why should I care about JPEGs? (laughs) Why should I care about these pictures that I could essentially screenshot? Like, how do you add value to them? And this is what I want to dive into with this conversation because it's fascinating and it takes a leap for people to really get excited about it. But once they do, I feel like they drink the Kool-Aid and they're in it. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is a, this is a very common question here. Um, and NFTs, you know, represent so many things. And I think this, there's this concept of digital ownership, right? Now with NFTs, you can own things in the digital world that you weren't really able to do before. So this whole JPEG argument where it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, I can just drag and drop this JPEG and I can save it in my computer. Yes, absolutely. You can also go and take a photo of the Mona Lisa and then print it up on your wall and tell everyone that you have the Mona Lisa, right? And that's the same thing. But there is verification of the original piece of artwork and the original owner. And all of that data is now stored on the blockchain when it comes to NFTs. There it is. It's stored on the blockchain. So there's these smart contracts attached to this digital, um, basically this digital piece of art. And we'll, we'll use art with, with the example of NFTs right now. We can get into some other use cases and utilities for them, but then are stored in this ir- irrefutable, I'm using... Immutable. Immutable. And stored in this immutable ledger that is now the blockchain. So let's back out a little bit because I want you guys to get a great understanding. So NFT sort of started taking off um, in the past couple of years because of a specific cryptocurrency called Ethereum. And in past episodes, Elon has sort of talked to us about the difference between blockchain and Ethereum and other cryptocurrencies. Tell us what's so special about Ethereum. Yeah, so Ethereum allows you to create these different types of tokens. So on Bitcoin, really the only token there is Bitcoin, and that's just how they implemented it. But Ethereum introduced this new concept of smart contracts where people can create their own tokens. So Ethereum is sort of the base currency, the base token used on that blockchain. It's called Ether. But you can create your own currencies, one of those being NFTs. So What NFTs are, are really just a different type of token standard. So it's this preset definitions and traits that this token has to meet, has to be unique, 
has to be transferable, you know, they each have their own unique identifier, and all of these different traits represent an NFT on Ethereum. Oh, okay, I get it. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. All right, so now... You, with our example of dumb aliens, so you've now created this piece of art. It's living on the blockchain. But what is the hype in terms of everyone is buying and selling and trading it? They're making money. People are talking about making millions and millions of dollars. How does that work? Yeah, that's such a good question. I think that, you know, I remember showing my dad some NFTs. I think it was specifically the, the Board It Yacht Club uh, NFT. It's a very, very popular one, selling for tons and tons of money. And he was like, yeah, but like, I just don't like the art. Like, I just, I just don't think it's cool. And I was like, oh, that's a really interesting argument and point, right? So I think 
number one, like art is such a subjective uh, industry, right? If you think about like Damien Hirst mm-hmm. or like some of these other artists that are more abstract, people are like, oh, I could have done that. Or like, what, like, how is that selling for so much? And it's really like subjectivity, right? Art is very much an emotional, something, someone's attracted to it, someone's not. So there's that aspect of it that I think a lot of people overlook when it's on the internet. Yes. The other thing is, I think one important story that I think really sort of solidified, you know, the whole concept of art and value to begin with is actually the story of Mona Lisa. So I'm, I'm curious, Tanya, do you, do you know how the Mona Lisa got to be one of the most famous art pieces of artwork? No. Okay, so this is a really interesting story. So I think, you know, if, if you ask someone, like, why is the Mona Like, do you know the Mona Lisa? A? Yeah, why yeah. Are the best, right? And then you ask, why do you think it's such a popular piece of art? So I'm curious what your answer is there. Um, I don't know, probably some old queen owned it or something like, I don't know. Good question. Right. No one really thinks about why it is. Like, do you think it's like the best piece of art you've ever seen? No, it's dismal. So why do people go to the Louvre and like pack into this one room and Sancho to sort of try to get a photo of this, of this piece of art that's like, you know, maybe it's someone's favorite piece of artwork, but most of the people I surround myself with are like, no, it's not my favorite. Piece it's of not, artwork. but we're all sort of, yeah, good question. But we're all like, it's the most famous, it's the art that everyone knows. Turns out what actually happened is, you know, when it was first created, the artist actually has a bunch of, and it's Da Vinci, right? Mm, it's, I think. Da Vinci, but yeah. Maybe so, should, they, so, they say. <laughs> so they say. So they say. Um, so what happens is Da Vinci has a bunch of pieces of artwork that all look relatively similar to the Mona Lisa. But like, so why did the Mona Lisa win? Why did that become so popular? It turns out what happened was when it was kind of first first created back in the day, um, maybe a little after it was first created, don't, don't quote me on my timelines here, but someone actually broke into the museum and stole it. And they stole it. And what happened was it broke news everywhere. Someone stole the Mona Lisa. It was on every newspaper. And guess what was on those newspapers? A photo of the Mona Lisa. Someone stole this painting. Help us find it, right? So all of a sudden, this piece of artwork, the Mona Lisa, got put on a global scale and had global viewership because someone stole it and they were trying to refind it. And then it became one of the most recognizable and popular pieces of artwork that existed, right? There were movies made of it. There was like plays made of it, all because someone stole it and it became popular. Mm. So there's this whole concept of art and value that I think a lot of people don't take a step back to understand, like, Why do we find any art valuable? Why do we pay any amount of money for art? And it's really like this kind of community buy-in and awareness and if you like it. Yeah, which is what we're seeing happening in the NFT world because people are, I mean, I also think it's this digital renaissance of like what people appreciate as art. And this is what I think is also really interesting. There's something for everything, everyone in the NFT space. It doesn't have to just be the Board 8 Yacht Club. You know, a lot of the projects that are getting really exciting right now are by women and for women. But okay, so let me just back out. I'm going to tell you the story of how I really got into NFTs and cryptocurrency. Like I've been in tech, I've understood it, you know, I've helped people people build and scale these companies. I invest in a lot of early stage companies. So everyone around me was sort of talking about NFTs. And, you know, I didn't get it. I was like, I don't know. Why would I want to buy someone's tweet? Why would I want to buy this JPEG? I don't really understand. So I was actually gifted my first NFT. So I got gifted an NFT. I opened a wallet. Um, I did all the steps that we talked about before. I bought a little bit of Ethereum. And then I just had this NFT sitting in my in my wallet. But The thing about it and the thing that's really amazing about this Web3 world is I started following them on Twitter. 
Then I joined the Discord. And then I joined this community of people that felt so proud to have this NFT. And what you're starting to see is like this group of like-minded people that want to talk about NFTs. Um, They want to talk about why it's important to them. And all of a sudden, value is built on that. And it was just, it was such an incredible thing. It was like I was in this club of people that wanted to talk about the same things and they came from far and wide. They weren't all technology people. They were, you know, a housewife in the middle of Idaho. There was, you know, a 15-year-old someone in the middle of like England. But we created this community. There was talking, there was learning, there was shared insights. And so I started buying into other NFT projects. And what you started to see happening, and this is why I'm trying to tell you this story um, to explain why people get really excited about it, they realized that there was value in that. So all of a sudden, that NFT that someone gave me for free, I looked up and it was on the open seas or different marketplaces where you can sell and exchange NFTs. And I was like, wow, it's worth double now. It's worth triple. It's worth so much more. And this is gauged in terms of Ethereum, which we know we can convert to a dollar value. And some of these projects now, uh, Elon, you you mentioned Board 8 Yacht Club, are worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. And that value was grown organically about people who really cared about these projects. Um, And that's where I think it's, I want people to understand, to get involved and to learn about NFTs, because there's one piece of it that actually just like out of a love for a project and appreciation for art. But there is a side of this where people are creating wealth and value because it's allowing them to trade assets in a way that we weren't able to before. We couldn't walk onto Wall Street and be like, hi, I'd like a job at Lehman Brothers. I'm going to make billions of dollars in a hedge fund. We just couldn't do it. They wouldn't let us in. But here we are trading assets and people are making incredible amounts of money. And this is why I'm so passionate about talking about this because I've surrounded myself with so many women who were like, tell me about NFTs. Like, is this a way that I can make um, a diversified income stream? But like I said, you do your own research. This is not financial advice, but I'm sort of trying to walk you into why I think there's importance to it. Absolutely. I think there's this huge community aspect to it as well. So yes, like there are ways to make money and if you're really, pa- but I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily get into NFTs for the money making reasons per se. Yes. I would, you know what I mean? There's sort of these fundamental values. Like I was looking at NFT actually right before this call and it was one of the first NFT. I, I have a bunch of NFTs. I think some just based out of interest of what they're building. There's one, mm-hmm. one called City Dow, and these NFTs are citizenship tokens. So this is not art, right? It's just kind of like just boring little piece of paper, but it's my certificate for being a citizen in this kind of metaverse city. It's actually a physical city, but this is another story. Um, That's another like, segment, guys. Let's we'll yeah, we'll get into seg- what the metaverse is. We'll get into metaverse later. Um, so I mean, I was just before this looking at this this NFTs. It was called Women and Weapons. It was called, and I was like, man, like these are cool. I was like, whoa, like this is one of the first NFTs that I've looked at and been like, oh shit, like this is actually cool and I want to get one because I actually like this art. And so there's other reasons to get into it, but the community aspect is massive. So what I'll do next is go check out their Twitter, go check out their Discord, go meet a couple people who are in the community, see what their vibe is, see what they're about, see what their mission is, and understand that community a little bit better and then have this sort of ownership and access into that. 
Yes. And that's a great way to put it. Um, and I love that project. It's a really great project. Women and Weapons is really interesting. Um, it's a, it's an interesting vibe because you typically wouldn't think of like, you know, there's this sense of empowerment that they really try to push behind it. So it's not just a picture. It's talking about the power that women have um, and sort of this juxtaposition of like a bunch of like really badass women with like... I, you got to see it just to understand with like uh, brass knuckles, but, but it's really beautiful. And so that's what it is. It's about building community. Um, and we'll dive more into this in further segments, but I want to come back to like this idea of like why NFTs have been so important um, and how you can sort of take a look at it. So, you know, we're talking about NFTs. We've talked a bit about cryptocurrency. We, we've talked about wallets, but like, where do I go and find an, an NFT? Yeah, great questions. There are a couple marketplaces where you can go and purchase NFTs. So a couple of places. So number one, if you have a project that hasn't dropped yet, mm-hmm. you go to that project site and you get on the drop early. So um, in an earlier episode, I know Tandy was trying to get in on an NFT drop, so an alarm set to get on the NFT drop. And that's like, you want to be there as soon as they release it and buy it from the kind of original distributors. Yes. Then there are these secondary marketplaces, right? So things like OpenSea, things like Looked Rare, Looks Rare, uh, Rarible, there are a bunch of others. And this is where you can buy NFTs that are, you know, from other other holders and other other owners. Um, and it's, you know, you connect your wallet and then you can instantly go and buy and sell whatever NFTs you might want. Yes. So that's a great example, again, and just to say, like, there's these marketplaces, there's open face marketplaces where you can see the images, you can go through, and they titrate, like they fluctuate based on the value of Ethereum, and the value that people attribute to the project. And so this is where it, it, it becomes a little bit of assets or an asset trading and how you add, you can add value and wealth. But again, it's art. And you know, there's a lot of different conversations about why you choose an NFT, um, if you hold on to it, if you keep it, if you sell it. And there's a lot of different use cases. So I know we've talked a lot about the artistic projects behind it, but I just want to touch on as we go out and we'll continue this perhaps in other segments. If you guys want Alon to come back, please, you know, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, leave a like, you know, message us on social media. If you want more of these conversations, we'd be happy to facilitate them. But let's talk about some of the other utility cases for NFTs because art is one. Um, what are some of the other things that you're seeing pop up right now. Absolutely. And I think this is where I'm most excited is all of these other use cases of NFTs that people haven't really applied yet. So basically what in in the world right now is unique and you know can be traded in this similar way. Um, so one example could be representation of real estate, right? There's a unique amount of land in the world. If we had NFTs that represents different areas on the land, that's a perfect way to make that process more liquid, mm-hmm. traceable, and verifiable, right? So you can use NFTs for those types of things. And what it breaks down to is like, what are the properties of NFTs? Not like, is it pretty, but like, what are the technological properties of these NFTs? Um, another example I like to give is like birth certificates, right? Birth certificates are completely unique. Everyone has one, it's, it's very individual. So that would be a good example of an NFT. Yeah, that's a great example. And just like I always had to add in a little color. Um, my dad has a lot of property in Ghana, West Africa. It's a very old system. A lot of it was done just by like handshakes and through literally tribal chiefs. So, you know, we are now managing his estate and there's like five different people who say, I own the land. I own the land. I own the land. This chief gave me the land. And there's 
I mean, it's a very difficult situation to navigate. But if you had NFTs, it would be irrefutable evidence that like this land was given to this person on this date. And because that was then recorded on this digital ledger that is the blockchain, it's it's unbreakable and you can't deny it. And I think, you know, what happens and how this sort of changes our world is examples like this where you're seeing the utility of it in real life. Yeah. And I think to add to that, it also makes these markets that are traditionally very hard to break into a lot more liquid. Mm -hmm. So now you can like buy and sell these real estate assets without ever having to go visit and like talk to someone. And it creates this entirely new marketplace uh, and, and availability for others. Um, so as we close out the segment, I just want to le- leave a little bit of, you know, inspiration about why I think this Web3 world and the use cases of NFTs, you know, and Elon, you're a builder in this case. But what's really amazing is there's so many people who are diving into this space. They don't have, you know, deep technology backgrounds. They don't have the access to like land, lumber or steel that their parents have left them from generation after generation. But they're using their minds and this the application of what's possible with blockchain and NFTs to fix problems in the world that are really, really big. And this idea of building something from nothing really affords us with the opportunity to create wealth in our families and to change the world. And so I'm just grateful for you to be on our podcast because we need more of this. And I hope that, you know, we have inspired a lot of you guys to take the dive to learning about Web3 because this is really a truly transformative time for so for, for like the entire world. 100%. It is absolutely game changing. It's an entirely new industry and you should definitely get involved. Thank you so much, Alon. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Please tell everyone again where they can find you on social media and follow you and your journey in Web3 and all the information and knowledge that you have to share. Absolutely, yeah. So you can find me on Twitter at 0 alon. And on Instagram at Help Ernesta, I post a lot of educational stuff about the space on both those platforms. Awesome. Thank you so much. Money Movers, make sure you follow Alon on her social media handles. And if we helped you at all make your money move or inspired you to participate in Web3, please make sure to let us know by sending us a like, sharing the knowledge on your social media, and of course, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That's all the time we have for today. Make sure to tune in Monday to Friday and subscribe to the Money Moves podcast powered by Greenwood so that you too can have the keys to financial freedom you so rightly deserve. Thank you so much for tuning in, Money Moves audience. If you want more or a recap of this episode, please go to thebankgreenwood.com and check out the Money Moves podcast blog. Money Moves is an iHeartRadio podcast powered by Greenwood, executive produced by Sunwise Media Inc. For more podcasts on iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique 
unique need. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.